it's time to pray. Not tomorrow, not next month, now. It's time for you and I begin to pray and pray in whatever way you know how. Welcome to Connections with Rich and Bobby. Hi, this is Rich, Rich Homeris. And I'm Bobby, Bobby Hamlin. We're continuing our visit with Pastor Carter Conlin. Now, he's the general overseer of Times Square Church, located in the heart of New York City. Being in Times Square, they have a very diverse ministry with over 10,000 locals and tourists in attendance, representing over 100 different nationalities. Here he's sharing the important attributes for being faithful witnesses for Christ. We best look to be a representation of Christ and who he is, what his kingdom looks like, the power of God. It's actually quite attractive to young people. When you start saying this is a supernatural kingdom, when you open your heart, God comes into you in in the person of the Holy Spirit and begins to transform you from the inside out and makes you into a new creation with new gifts, new talents, new abilities, new direction, new life, new hope, a new birth. That's what the Bible calls it. You are supernaturally born again by the Spirit of God. And if you fully yield to Christ, you have no idea where God is going to take you or what he's going to do in your future. But I'll tell you, it will be fulfilling and it will be exciting. Now, as a preacher, I have known that. It's, I think it's important for those who preach the gospel to have a personal experience with God and not just a theory about what he's done in the past, yeah. but an actual living experience with God. I've had that. I've walked with God. I've known the miracle power of God in my own life. So it makes it much easier to tell somebody out there the simple message of what God's done for me, he can do for you. That's what this generation wants to hear. Yes. I'll say, and then you know that it's not that you're trying to attract them in some way, but you're letting God do the drawing. And it seems that that's so important. Or is it we that are trying to be so attractive that we have to convert them? Or is it God who's doing the converting yeah, well, uh, we, we have to get back to prayer. We have to get back to understanding the conviction of the Holy Spirit. I can't produce a convert. Only the Holy Spirit can do that. And in order for God to do that, there's got to be a conviction that the lifestyle's got to change. There's got to be a, a turning from a certain worldview, life view, to the, the worldview and life view that God gives. And the, the power to live that new worldview comes from God himself and from the promises of God in his word. So we, we lay that out straight before the people I think it's a tragic error to try to make the church look like the world yes. to win the world. Prayer is such an important part of one's uh, walk with the Lord. Can you speak a little bit to our listeners about uh, the importance of prayer and how uh, Times Square Church emphasizes prayer? Well, Times Square Church, we have a prayer meeting on Tuesday night now that is attended by about 1,500 plus people. It's in 199 countries live. And God is doing something in that prayer meeting that I've never seen in my lifetime. It is an amazing time of prayer. The answers to prayer are phenomenal. And they're coming in from around the world. Prayer requests sometimes are heartbreaking from children that are suffering. Or one case, we had a man who was uh, in solitary confinement in prison with a, an iPad, I guess. He's live. He texts in. He says, I'm in prison. I'm in solitary confinement. I'm told there's no hope for me. Is that true? And so I was able to stop and just address that man. Another time one uh, prayer request came in from, I believe it's Saudi Arabia. I'm a Muslim. I've been watching your prayer meeting, your meeting. He didn't know what to call it. And he says, I'm not quite sure what it is you believe. Can you explain it to me? 
So I was able to stop and say to this man that's online with us tonight, let me tell you what it means to be a believer in Jesus Christ. The one thing I do know is that without prayer, nothing happens. When we pray, we tap in to something of God that can't be found through human reason and human effort. And we start moving in unison with the God who created the universe by the spoken word of his mouth and the moving of his Holy Spirit. By God's grace, as we have prayed, the Lord has just continued to bless, continued to open heaven. And it is the cornerstone. And I, let me just say this in, in regard to prayer. I believe that in this nation, in America, we have only a few years, a window of mercy ahead of us. If we don't begin to pray as a people, I have a real trepidation in my spirit about what lies ahead of us, a darkness so deep that I think it's a fearful thing. We have a moment of mercy if we have the sense to begin to pray now, the sense to begin to call out to God, the humility to say, under our watch, Lord, the nation is perishing. So we need to stop re-examine what we've been doing it, doing and how we've been doing it, and has God really been involved in it? And to say, Lord, you said in your word that if we would humble ourselves and then pray, you would hear and forgive and heal our land. And so it's not something we have a time to play games with any longer. We're at a crisis point in America's history. And I believe if we don't pray, the nation will cease to be the nation that's been known for these since its inception and will turn into something very foreboding and very dark May God help us to take this moment to pray. That's the burden and passion of my heart. That's everything that I'm doing, everything I'm doing on the radio or online now is a clarion call, may I call it that, that God's put in my heart. It's time to pray. Mm. Not tomorrow, not next month, now. It's time for you and I begin to pray and pray in whatever way you know how, whether it's walking and talking on the street, whether it's getting on your knees, whether it's just in your heart, whatever way, just start to pray, start to ask God to be God to lead, to guide, and to do what only he can do. That's, that is the cry of my heart. Oh yes, as Pastor Conlon has stressed, just begin. Start to pray wherever you're at and whatever way you can. It's time to pray. Or as Romans 13 verse 11 puts it, that now is high time to awake out of sleep for now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. And we'll return to our talk with Pastor Conlon in just a moment, so stay with us. Yes, but always remember, whatever time it is, it's time to pray. Well, you're listening to Connections with Rich and Bobby, and we'd love to connect with you. Just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby, that's all one word, and Bobby is spelled B-O-B-B-I dot com. That's connectionswithrichandbobby.com. You'll find this series and all of our podcasts there, as well as all of our contact information. Also, you can connect with us on social media by friending us on Facebook, post on Instagram, or tweet us on Twitter. Now, let's return to our talk with Pastor Carter Conlon as he talks about a massive prayer gathering that the Lord opened to them called Prayer in the Square. What gave you that idea, and what were your expectations, and then how did it actually play out? Well, I was in my office just praying, and the Lord put a, put a burden on my heart. Gather the people of the city, the Christian people, 
to pray where the ball drops, where, where, where people gather every New Year's Eve and believe for a better day, gather the people there to pray for the future of the city and the future of the nation. And so I obeyed God in this. By the third year, we had about 60,000 people come out to pray. Wow. Mayor Bloomberg came to the prayer meeting, wow. the mayor of New York City at the time. And we had just average people pray, a police officer, college student. There were no big names. Nobody was introduced. The big tower where the ball drops, there would be a, there was a screen, and if your name would appear on that screen if you were about to pray as, and who you were. That was the only introduction. The, the solemnity of God came down. People passing by on the sidewalk stopped, removed their hats, young people, and joined hands and joined us in prayer oh. for the future of the city and the future of the nation. Out of that time of prayer, an association of 100 pastors formed called Feed New York, and we started feeding people in the city, in the inner city, together. We decided to pray for the city, and then we invited the city in to pray with us and, and, and crafted a, a way on the, the internet that they could actually join us and text in. And w when we had our first prayer meeting for the city, we were stunned because prayer, meetings, prayer requests started coming in from all over the world. And that was the origin. The origin of worldwide prayer came through prayer, which came from prayer, which came from praying. <laughs> and so it's just prayer to prayer to prayer to prayer. And as we continue to pray, God keeps opening a wider and wider and wider blessing of his presence throughout the world. To now we're in 199 countries. I don't know wow. of a prayer meeting ever like this, to be honest with you. I, there might have been one, but I'm not aware of one like that. And the answers to prayer, if you go on to itstimetopray.org, you'll see the answers. The answers are phenomenal. Well, that's terrific because just like you said about when the Lord drew you and you could see that man's changed life, it's right in front of you, so there's evidence. And so it's the same thing with prayer now. You're, so many people, it's sad that they say, you know, all we can do is pray. Like, it's the weakest thing you can do. But in reality, it's the strongest thing you can do. Yes. And as you put down results, people can see that. Well, I always say when all else fails, read the instructions. <laughs> Go back yes. to the Word of God. How did the church start? What was their commission? What were they supposed to do? And when they ran into trouble and opposition, what did they do when that happened? When their society seemed to be degenerating, what did they do? Look at the pattern in the Bible and, and have the courage to say, how far have we deviated from that pattern? What have we become? They had no electricity. They had no PowerPoint presentations. They had no Wikipedia. They, they, had, they didn't have any of the fancy networking stuff that we've got today. But what did they have that we don't have? that allowed them to go into arenas and be eaten by lions and not to deny the faith. You understand what I'm saying? What did they have? What did they have that on the day of Pentecost turned 3,000 people from religion to relationship? And do we have the courage to go back and take a look at that and say, God, have we failed to tarry and wait for you to come and guide us and give us our vision for the future? Have, have we launched out into the marketplace without you? Now, it takes courage to say that and takes humility to say that, but God help us if we don't have the courage at this time to, to see that our nation is disintegrating right before our eyes. And the definition of insanity, I think you've probably heard this before, is to do the same thing over and over and every time expect a different result. If we've been doing this for the last 30 years and our nation is dying, it's insanity to keep doing it in the future. There's, it's time to stop and it's time to pray. It's as simple as that. It's thrilling. It's thrilling. 
Do you have anything to say to our listeners regarding the atonement and looking at the cross? I like the way my, my wife says it. She says, our gospel is about dead men living. Our gospel is about resurrection. Our gospel is about newness of life. Our gospel is about hope, freedom, victory, prison doors opening, blind eyes seeing, wounded hearts being healed. Our gospel is about captivity being taken captive and God giving new life unto men. Our gospel still is valid, still works, still can be preached, and still does what it always has done. Christ is alive. If we have the courage to go back to him, he will continue to do what he's always done. Amen. That says it all. As we close here, do you have any uh, words of uh, comfort or challenge to share with our listeners? With God, all things are still possible. It's time to pray. Yes, his emphasis is on it's time to pray, but not passively as the least important thing that we can do, but boldly and fervently, knowing that, as we're told in James 5, verse 16, that the prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And then to pray, as Pastor Conlin suggested, whatever way you know how to and wherever you happen to be. As 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17 says, to pray without ceasing. Now that may sound daunting, but it's so important. So don't think about it. Don't even worry about it. Just begin. Now, if you'd like to find out more about Pastor Carter Conlon, his background and his ministry at Times Square Church in New York City, just go to our website at Connections with Rich and Bobby. Again, that's all one word and Bobby is spelled with an I. Dot com, and click on Program Insights. Again, that's Program Insights at our website, connectionswithrichandbobby.com. And we'd love to have you subscribe to our podcast on this platform or any of the others like iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. Then, if you have a smart speaker, you can also listen to us there by simply saying, Alexa, Siri, or Hey Google, Play the podcast, Connections with Rich and Bobby. And then finally, you can connect with us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. So do take a moment to let us know about you. And also, we'd love to know what you think about our podcasts. This is Connections, connecting with one another, as Romans 1 verse 12 says, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So thank you for listening, and remember, tell others and spread the word, God's word. And don't forget to join us next time on Connections with Rich and Bobby. Bobby.